it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host. Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros and I'm your host today. And I'm so appreciative when people carve out time out of their busy day to spend with me because remember, as I always say, that time is that one commodity that you can't get back. So I appreciate you. Today we're going to be talking about the mobile car care industry and some consumer trends I found was pretty interesting. I read an article that uh, went on to say, according to industry research, there is significant demand for mobile car care services. Busy schedules and rising spending power are contributing to this demand. And I have to tell you, there are many, many times that I drive by a car wash and think, gosh, I sure need to get my car washed, but I don't have 45 minutes to have that done. So today my guest is Scott Wingo. Scott is CEO of Spiffy and, four, and a four-time serial entrepreneur. He's an industry thought leader in e-commerce, e-service, and the future of mobility. Spiffy is a mobile on-demand car care service franchise that leverages technology to create an easy experience for their customers. Please help me in welcoming Scott to the show. Scott, welcome to the show. Hello, Scott. Looks like we have a um, problem connecting with Scott. So we will bring him can back on a, Scott, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Unfortunately, uh, you didn't get in early enough for us to check the sound. So folks, looks like we've got Scott on the line now. So Scott, thanks so much for being on the call today. And um, tell me just a little bit, before we get into Spiffy, tell me a little bit about your background and how you got started and what launched Spiffy. Yeah, I have a background in software, so I have a degree in computer engineering. And as you mentioned, I've done several startups in the software world. And I ended up buying a car wash in 2003 as a diversification strategy. I figured if I'm doing all this high-risk software startups, I need something on the other end of the risk spectrum. And then um, I built another uh, car wash in 2005. So then flash forward to 2013, I had my first Uber experience using the Uber app. 
And as an e-commerce guy, what was exciting to me about that is I saw the opportunity that, that I think services are going to go digital. So Andreessen Horowitz uh, talks about, you know, software eating the world. And uh, if you've ever driven a Tesla or anything like that or, or used e-commerce, you've seen software really disrupt different areas. I call that going digital. And I was thinking, you know, when services go digital, that's going to be huge because if you look at GDP, consumer services are twice the size of consumer goods. So we're going to see a opportunity that's twice the size of e-commerce kind of happen very quickly because e-commerce has already laid the groundwork for, for, for people spending all their time on their phones and our phones have become the remote control for our lives. Mm-hmm. So all that was swirling around in my head and started uh, an experiment that became Spiffy in 2014. Very good. And so, you know, I think it's so very interesting, Scott, because um, Spiffy is providing a service and, and it's a, a service that um, it is something that people need. You know, it's one of those services that even though we need it, we can say, oh, that's too much trouble. So I think by you bringing in more of an e-commerce element to it, it, it really streamlines it so that it makes it so very simple. Folks, I don't know if you have ever had uh, used a mobile car, um, cleaning, car cleaning service, car wash service, but I had the pleasure um, several months ago of being able to do that because I, had, um, I was visiting in a networking group, and one of their uh, one of their uh, attendees actually did car washing. So I was able to have that my car washed while I was in a meeting. So are you seeing, Scott, that more and more people are, are uh, almost multitasking while they are taking care of business? Yeah, and, and the first thing we discovered when we launched 50, so we put an app out there, and um, we assumed that, that it would be the same as we see in the physical car wash world and that people would want their car washed uh, on the weekends. Well, the first thing we discovered is when you give people an app and they have total control, uh, yeah. like you, they love to have their car washed while they're at work. So, so the yeah. number one way we get to consumers is through their office parks. So we'll go to an mm-hmm. office park and get added as an amenity at that office park. And it makes it super flexible because you just go to work, um, you give our technician the keys and they do the work. And then, uh, you know, and, and because our customer is this convenience oriented consumer, which sounds like you're one of our, our, our target audience there, um, yeah. you know, it, 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 our, our brand promise is that we take zero, zero friction uh, to, to deliver the service. So uh, we even have a way for you to get the keys to us if we're not there. Uh, we have a, a special box we've created to get your keys. So that's, that's what we found is people love multitasking, um, especially if they value their time. Part of this being a convenience consumer, um, they love to have things done while they are uh, doing other things. Um, so yeah. why wait in line for 45 minutes getting your car yeah. washed? A lot of times you have to do half of it yourself. Why not have it done while you're doing something else is a total win. Yeah, most definitely. You know, and as you're speaking, Scott, I'm thinking, yeah, um, business complexes and office buildings, those are certainly a great target. But I'm also thinking, um, you know, how about some of the car rental places or uh, companies that have fleets? Would those be a good client for you as well? They are, and um, to continue with the kind of the founding story, so we started 2014, and we were adding office parks and doing residential services for car washing, 
And then uh, our vision is uh, has always been to add more services. So we added oil change based on consumer feedback of what they wanted us to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, the unintended consequence of oil change was it is very popular with our fleet partners. So so fleets do need some washing uh, services, but a lot of their preventative maintenance um, work is kicked off by the oil change that, that has to happen. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll hold off on tire rotation, wash, and everything until an oil change. So getting an oil change was a huge game changer for us and um, and you're you have guessed correctly uh, fleet is one of the fastest growing parts of our business and now is 80% of our business is working with very large fleets we work with all the rental car partners we work with um, what I call vehicle 2.0 fleets some of these next generation fleets we work, work with EV fleets autonomous fleets um, even companies like Carvana and whatnot that that have lots of vehicles that need to be taken care of mm-hmm. I'm you know and I'm also thinking about you know, last year. Okay, let's talk about it, folks. We can't pass up the 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 elephant in the room, so to speak. So it was the whole pandemic. Now, did you see that the pandemic changed any of the offerings that Spiffy had? Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about it, we have um, consumer residential, consumer office park, and fleet. Um, fleet is largely rental car companies. So um, the first thing that was impacted was offices. So obviously that has that kind of took a year off. But what's nice when you have kind of what I would say a portfolio of channels is you, you know, just like portfolio theory, you, you have a plan B most times. Our plan B was residential. So we, we really just cranked up residential because folks weren't going into the office. So on the consumer mm-hmm. side, we had that. Then what happened with our rental car partners is there was in that initial lockdown of 30 to 45 days, it was rough. But then what happened is people started to get stir crazy. And even though they were still city locked down, they could leave their house and they they didn't feel comfortable traveling by air. So what they would do is they would say, let's say they were in New York and they wanted to go to Miami, they would rent a car. Um, so the car right. rental business came back to about 80% of prior levels. So that really got us through the pandemic. Um, and then now here we are, as things are thawing out, it's a, it's a bit crazy because everyone wants to travel. Everyone feels like going back to work and, and we have a ton of activity going on right now. Yeah, I, I can definitely see where that would have um, increased because uh, the way we live our life, especially last year, was very different than the way had we had been living our life. So now that we've kind of laid the groundwork of the demand out there, and I do believe that this is um, this is a great service because you know, like I said, and I don't have a lot of time in the day, Scott, and I really don't want to spend it at a car wash or waiting for my car to get an oil change. I, I really am, a, a, okay, I admit it, I'm a little impatient. But when you're looking for prospective franchisees, who are you looking for, Scott? Are you looking for someone who has had prior service, um, uh, in, in, uh, service industry experience? Who's a perfect franchisee for you? Yeah, we've, we found there's interesting um, personas there. And, you know, I think the commonality is they, they have to be entrepreneurial. And I imagine everyone listening to the show is, is entrepreneurial. So that, that's an easy one. Um, and then I would say there, there's four or five personas. There is the persona of someone that's come from the auto services industry. Maybe they've worked their way up to a career and been a manager and saved some money and want to open their own company. Um, but we do have a fair number of people that, that view this as a great idea for somewhat passive income. So they want to invest in bringing Spiffy to a city um, and they see the opportunity and the demand and 
they really uh, they want to hire a general manager to run the day to day. And this is kind of like what I did when I bought a car wash in, you know, way back in 2003. Is it was a silent. Uh, I was kind of the silent partner in the whole thing, and and just really used it for for passive income, if you will. Um, so I would say I would say it's 20 percent previous operators that, that really want to do this and 80% people that view it as an investment and they're going to hire someone to operate the business day to day. And so when, when someone decides um, they want to become a franchisee of Spiffy, what type of training do you provide them? Yeah, and I, I should do a couple quick background things. So we we are in 20 markets in Spiffy with an owned and operated kind of model. So so we we didn't want to franchise until I could. Uh, I've supported entrepreneurs and other businesses, and and I know that they, um, you know, they're taking a lot of risk, and we wouldn't want a, a franchisee to to really kind of have a ton of risk. So we, we wanted to de-risk this thing. So we we opened up 20 markets ourselves. So we've developed a pretty rigorous playbook and set of training that we put our, our team through. Um, so it's the exact same thing. So, um, you know, we, we bring them on site, uh, the general manager, uh, and walk through a multi-day, kind of a whole week of doing things. Um, and then we go on site for them uh, to help train when they have technicians and those kinds of things. And then we're, you know, because we're very aligned with our franchisees to be successful, we really are, are available uh, to come and do any training necessary, and, and we have tons of materials that get into any kind of specific situation, like you know, a vehicle has a lot of pet fur, or you're mm-hmm. you know doing the oil change on a vehicle that has a weird configuration, or you know, you do get some of these edge cases, and we've we've because we've serviced you know almost a million vehicles at this point. I think we've seen kind of everything we're going to see, and we we've documented all that. We provide all that to our franchisees. Mm-hmm. Now, when we're looking at launching the business, um, is it necessary to, it's certainly not, since it's a mobile, it's, it's not necessary to have a storefront, but is it necessary to have a uh, industrial space uh, for storage? Yeah, we, we think, um, so in our model, we like to have a centralized location where the vans are stored and replenished. And at the end of the day, um, another thing we haven't talked about is we bring, you know, to, to, to make this work, we bring the water with us. So, you know, you don't want to, if you think about that convenience for any consumer, you don't want someone showing up at your office or house saying, you know, hey, Linda, I'm here to clean your car. Can I connect to your water? And or right. can I come in and get a bucket of water? So, so we, we, we have to you know, bring everything with us that we need. And then another part of our, our DNA at SIFI is to be as um, green as possible. So we use very little water. We use green chemicals. And we wash every vehicle on a mat. And that mat collects the water. We, we, we suck it out of there, uh, back up onto the truck into a separate dirty water vessel. And at the end of the day, we run that water through a reclamation system. So all those things require us to have a place to fill water, refill water, and reclaim the water. Um, so, and then the same thing happens with oil. We capture the oil that we, we do, and then we recycle all the oil. So, um, so we do need a warehouse. Um, now, it's pretty small, so it's typically 2,500 to five. So, you know, and the rent on that is going to be, you know, depending on where you are, anywhere from five to, I think the highest is certain areas of California, maybe it would be as high as ten to $12,000 rent 
Um, and that's really why it's relatively inexpensive to get into this franchise. You're not building a building. You don't have, you know, like if I think of a restaurant where you've got all the upfit of a restaurant building in a consumer, anything consumer facing, you're going to have a really high upfit um, and, and relatively high rent. Um, you know, because because we're mobile um, and then you can lease the vans. So the vans can be 100% leased and then all the upfit of the vans. So it's really, um, you know, not a ton of cash up front to, to start a, a franchise like ours. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about vehicles. Um, what do you suggest a new franchisee start with? How large should uh, their fleet be and about how many employees should they anticipate having when they launch the business? Yeah, so so our standard is, um, and it, it's good you mentioned this, sometimes uh, they kind of think, oh, if it's a mobile app, maybe they do that 1099 thing that Uber does, but we, we do mm-hmm. not do that. We, we, uh, we, they are employees because we really want to own the customer experience. So, um, you know, our franchisees so far have started with between two and five vans. Uh, you know, I would not recommend one because you got kind of a single point of failure there. Um, and a lot of it depends on how rapidly they want to scale because, you know, you, 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 you know, if, if there's not a van available and there's demand, you're not going to make revenue on, on that. So, um, you know, so somewhere in there, and then we, we have a ratio of one and a half technicians per van because we do run seven days a week, um, essentially during daylight hours. So it works out to be about 12 hours a day. So you kind of have to cover 84 hours, uh, um, uh, of the week. Now on weekends, it is does tend to be a little bit slower. So if you had five vans, maybe you only uh, have two or three that go out on weekends or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't have to have two times the number of, of, of you know vans to technicians. So that's why it's a one and a half ratio there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that it makes so much sense. And with you also talking about leasing the vans versus actually buying them, that certainly helps with that startup cost. So now that we're kind of talking about the cost of it, what is the franchise fee and what are some of the financial requirements that Spiffy has for franchisees? Yeah, what what we say in our FTD is it's going to take between seventy five and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to start. We have that range because it's the number of vehicles that we're, and kind of the size of the warehouse are the two big variables in, in the in the system to get started. Um, you know, we we've had franchisees tell us already they've come in underneath that. So, but you know, we we try to another thing I, that's a big part of our our brand and our DNA is to under promise and over deliver. So we we try to be relatively conservative on these numbers, um, and so for for that. Um, you know, for those economics, you get exclusivity in a 20-mile radius. So we typically use the airport as a good good center. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of take the airport and then draw a 20-mile radius, and, and that's what you get. Um, and, um, you know, we, we have really good demographic data, so we can actually work with franchisees and say, all right, in, in this geographic area, we think you're going to end up with uh, – here's the – Here's the airport and the rental car market and other fleets. So we think fleet is going to be a certain percent of your business. Here's the office park view of the world, and we think that's going to be this piece and then residential. And then we can actually, you know, help them think about which, which because we have so much data, this business is heavily data driven. We can help them figure out which office parks to target, which fleets to target, and, and you know, uh, feedback we get from potential franchisees is they love the fact we have a, a really big list of existing national relationships we can draw on. So, mm-hmm. so usually day one, we can turn on a bunch. 
Nacho Fleet business. Um, and then office parks, we can help them sell into, and then a bunch of consumer. And even there, we can target the right zip codes and neighborhoods to go into um, to start out with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do you also help your new franchisees in understanding, other than the list that you guys have of national accounts and national relationships, do you also help them in um, getting out into the community? A lot of people don't understand what that means sometimes, Scott, because I was in corporate for 30-something years, and so when I came out of corporate, um, I was told to network, and I didn't have a clue as to what that meant. Is some of that included in your training to new franchisees? Yeah, it is. Um, we walk them through uh, our sales team. Is you know we're we're here to support them, and we do a lot of the national work. And then, but there is you know a bunch of selling that happens at the local level, and mm-hmm. in the business community, that can take a lot of flavors. It can be. Um, you know, going to the local business uh, groups and talking to them. Um, a lot of the property managers we deal with are, are members of this thing called BOMA. So we we, we recommend going to those meetings. Um, and then, uh, you know, we you've probably seen, you know, when people think about car washes, there's a lot of charity things involved there. So we have a big mm-hmm. playbook of how to run a PTA kind of a thing where, nice. you know, if, if people get SPT, they get, uh, you know, uh, percentage of that goes to the PTA. Um, so we yeah. do have a lot of that level of community um, uh, involvement as well. Um, and then, you know, homeowners associations are important uh, as well. They can help raise awareness. Uh, and then as you go into dense living like apartments, there's there's a lot of property managers on that side that, that are good to socialize with. So, yeah. so there's, um, there's tons of touch points uh, when it comes to, to networking for, for car washes across that spectrum of fleets dense um, office parks, dense living, and then uh, neighborhoods. Yeah, I just don't want the the listeners to get the impression that, you know, you fill up their, um, their accounts, their chart of accounts, because when you become a franchisee, you're a business owner, and that means you still have to get out and get the business and market the business. So even though Spiffy has... Uh, those relationships with a national account, it doesn't mean that you get to hang up your shingle and all of a sudden you get all of these requests. It takes work, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, we we do have, uh, you know, our marketing team does um, do quite a bit of support. And uh, the way we set it up is we we do the marketing for you. Um, And, you know, part of the franchise fee is, is, is included in that. Um, so we will run the normal Google, Facebook ads and the things we've got tons of experience running. Um, mm-hmm. But for a lot of the local connections, it's a local game. You know, you, you, yeah. need, to, you need to get FaceTime with, um, you know, the, the people that are going to be making these decisions. So that's where kind of the mid-market fleets, the office park managers and, and, and the, the neighborhood kind of associations and those types of people, it's good to get some FaceTime with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Scott, I'm coming up to commercial break here, but I tell you what, I would love to hear some stories. Would you happen to have any stories of maybe some of your franchisees or some uh, success stories? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, one of our early, okay. uh, you want to do it can, now? Can we, hear, can we hear those stories when we come back from commercial break? Absolutely. Wonderful. Folks, be sure to stay with us. We're going to be right back with more about Spiffy. 
House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros here, and my guest is Scott Wingo, and he is the founder, the CEO and founder of Spiffy. And when we broke for commercial break, Scott, I asked if you happen to have some stories to share with us. Yeah, yeah. One of our, you know, one of our our first franchisees is up in Wilmington, Delaware. And, uh, you know, they started with two trucks and then they have ordered uh, several more. So I think they've been pleasantly surprised by the amount of demand. So we started them with some national accounts and that occupied more than half the week. Uh, and then we started doing some consumer marketing for them. And the thing, thing that has surprised me, I'm a big digital marketer, is we really don't have to, to shout from the mountaintops because once you have that great first experience, the word of mouth is, is pretty amazing. Um, and then our vans are designed to to stir conversations. <laughs> so mm. you know, imagine a six-foot-tall blue van um, with kind of a professional brand to it, but our logo is a penguin. And you know, for some reason, and, and then on the truck, we also have you know, how you can download the app and, and a lot nice. of our branding there. Um, so what you'll see is you'll go do one service in a neighborhood and then suddenly you'll get three or four more services and that becomes 10 services. And so, you know, what, what so far the feedback we're getting is that people are surprised how little demand they have to generate because the, the, the service speaks for itself. And then the fact you have these trucks driving around generates a lot of interest in, in what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. You know, Scott, when I'm thinking about, um, you know, opening up a territory, it doesn't really have to be a very large territory, does it, to really sustain um, a, a franchise, does it? Yeah, um, you know, what, what, where we're targeting is because we're doing kind of a hybrid model where we're opening our own cities, um, we're doing some of the larger cities like, you know, we're doing uh, San Francisco, for example. Um, but we are finding, you know, even even within a radius of that, there's tons of opportunity if you look at like California or Texas, there's so many cities and so much population that, you know, where we're targeting franchisees is in the 500,000 to a million people within this kind of 20 mile radius. So, you know, you've got, um, so, you know, we've got like Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, here in the Carolinas, we've got a lot of areas. So, 
there's there's several hundred cities we think that that would be a great fit for what we're offering mm-hmm. and then we want to keep it above that 500 but we are eventually going to experiment below there because i don't think that's a requirement you need you know um, you could have a couple hundred thousand people in the area and, and still build a great business mm-hmm. i'm i'm wondering is there um a difference in the way you offer your services in states that are more northern uh, that during the winter time um, maybe they don't require a car wash as much you know I live in Houston and we have to have our cars washed all the time year-round because it's so humid here um, but but it's you know it's not a problem to go to to have your car wash but how about up north yeah um, so up north, what you find is because they salt the streets, people actually want to wash their car more, um, but they're not able to because the car wash is closed due to freezing weather. Um, so for those folks, we provide an enclosure. We call it a little igloo, kind of sticking with our, our penguin friend. And, um, you know, you it's not something you'd want to do in a residential setup, but it works great for office parks or high density mm-hmm. living uh, where you go set up, you know, imagine a kid's jumpy house kind of thing, but you can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it inflates and, and it's a gr- little mini portable garage where we can put the vehicle in there, uh, close it up, it's heated, um, and then we can do our thing in there and, and get it done. Um, so, so that, that helps, helps kind of counteract the, the winter months. Um, mm-hmm. And then what we have found is oil changes have to happen all the time and, and, they're not as weather sensitive. So, um, you know, and, and you can, again, you can use the igloo for those, but a lot of times our fleet partners will provide, you know, more of a covered area or a garage type of a situation where we can go in and do our service and not be impacted by, um, by inclement weather. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating to me that you've thought of everything. I just love the model that you've put together here. And if someone's listening, Scott, and they are intrigued um, by Spiffy and want to know more information, whether it's about uh, the service or actually a franchise opportunity. How would they find more information? Yes, so our website is getspiffy.com, uh, G-E-T-S-P-I-F-F-Y, uh, or they could download the app uh, from the app store, just search for Spiffy. Uh, we're on both the iOS and Android app stores. Uh, and then if you're interested in franchising, just go to getspiffy.com slash franchise, and that's where we have all the information about um, you know how a franchise would work. Wonderful. So we're down to those final three questions here, Scott. The first one is, if there is someone listening, who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest they do to prepare for the process? Yeah, um, so I'm, uh, you know, being a four-time entrepreneur, a lot of it is kind of the risk-reward um, calculus that, that each person goes through on an individual level. So I would, you know, I, I would think long and hard before starting any business about, you know, what are the risks and, and uh, the rewards? It's kind of a two-column, you know, kind of balance uh, thing. and and if if you know, there's a lot of people that can't handle the risk of, of what we do in, in 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 being entrepreneurs and that's totally fine so so a lot of it is really coming to terms and doing some soul searching around that that is what i would recommend for, for anybody mm-hmm. is, is yeah you know um you know it is is this going to keep you up at night and and you know you're going to have good days and bad days and are those bad days gonna gonna really kind of eat away at you or, or can you just kind of bust through those and get to the other side that's, that's yeah. the big calculus i've seen people go through yeah, I, I think that's great advice. You know, as a matter of fact, as a franchise broker, what I tell people, Scott, is um, 
being in business for yourself, whether it's um, independent business or whether it is a franchise, it is not for the faint at heart. So know that there will be long hours and there will be times that you'll be up at night. Um, maybe those the up at night creative ways or sending out emails, whatever it takes, but it's not a job. And you should never look at owning your own business as a job, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and you know the the there's always a the flip side of that coin though is you're your own boss and if you want to yep. leave it free to go to your kid's baseball game you can do it right you know yep. now you you may have to stay up an extra hour to do whatever you missed from three to four but right. you, at least you get to control your side so your own time so that is you know that is the the nice thing about it is you you control your own destiny which which is why I love it yeah absolutely so the second question here is. What are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Yeah, so um, so I would say a uh, uh, you know someone that likes kind of cars uh, is is kind of part of our you know part of our world. If you're not a car person um, or, or interested in in kind of cars, part of part of what's also going on at SIFI is cars are going to change more in the next ten or twenty years with electrification, autonomy, and all this kind of connected car. Um, so, so, you know, we found people that have a, kind of an intellectual interest in that, that are, are kind of a good fit. Um, uh, and then the second one is, uh, you know, I've been at this for six plus years and I learn 50 things a day uh, and, and every day is different. And I love that. Um, but there's some people that, they, you know, they kind of, they don't like that, especially the, the unpredictability of it all. Um, some that freaks some set of people out, right? Um, mm -hmm. And that's the people that need that nine to five job where there's a lot of uh, you know kind of not sameness, not not different different things. So, so those are the two things. So you know, someone that's kind of just insanely curious, interested in cars, and willing to you know wake up and be excited. They don't know exactly what today holds for them, and, and that's kind of fun and exciting, not not stress inducing. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like you in that shot that I really enjoy knowing every day is going to be different. Um, you know, when I was in corporate, I uh, it got to the point where I thought I cannot do this one more day because it's just like yesterday. It's like Groundhog Day. And so, you know, what I've created today, the businesses that I've created today, they certainly every day looks different. And I really like that. It's a bit of a challenge. Uh, but it certainly keeps it all interesting. So, Scott, the last question here is, what does the future of franchising look like? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when I, I – I'm new to franchising, so when I thought of it, I was kind of squarely in the restaurant world, um, mm -hmm. you know, and – I think this whole services going digital is going to be really fascinating. And I think it's going to cause a renaissance in franchising. Um, an example I like to point to is the Amazon delivery uh, service partner program or Amazon DSP. You know, they've got, they built that insanely fast and, right. uh, you know, there's, there's something like uh, you know, several thousand franchisees that, that have taken advantage of that very quickly. And, you know, the economics, I think you can get started in that system for less than 10 or $20,000. So, right. so as exactly. you know, with these kind of mobile, mobile use cases, I, I think it's going to be exciting because the amount of investment, you know, I, before doing what we're doing, I would have thought, oh, you got to have a couple million dollars or ability to get to that. I think it's going to really um, create a much lower bar for people to get into franchising, and that's going to be exciting. And, and you know, hopefully more and more people that have that entrepreneurial bug do get into um, whatever franchise they want to. And I think some of these mobile options are, are going to be a great 
scenario to, to lower the bar for that. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I'm thinking expanding a spiffy franchise would be as simple as leasing another vehicle. Um, it, yeah, it would be very really easy it. to do that, wouldn't it? Yeah, and then the, um, you know, the we we even, you know, part of our playbook is when to do that. So, uh, you know, we can actually see when the demand is kind of, the other kind of fun thing in our data is we can actually kind of see the demand forming and, and say to you, mm-hmm. you know, it's maybe a good time to add a truck here because mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of running it. Uh, we kind of look at the utilization. If you're running your current fleet at kind of 90%, um, that mm-hmm. typically is a signal you can add another vehicle and, and it'll lower it for a little bit, but it'll, it just implies that supply is greater, uh, less sure. than demand and, and it's time to have more supply. So, yeah, so that's, that's what we do in all of our cities is we're constantly looking at that and figuring out where to add, add, uh, essentially trucks and then you hire a technician and you're off to the races. Yeah, that's, that is, it, it's, it's a very simple plug and play type of system, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 And, you know, once you get the warehouse, there's really, you know, you can, you can scale to, you know, we have cities that have 30 trucks in them, uh, believe it or not. And, uh, you still, still see the demand out, outstrip the supply. Wow. So, um, it scales, it can scale up very quickly. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Scott, um, we are down to the end of the show here. And, uh, one more time, if someone is listening and they want to know more about Spiffy's franchise opportunity or the services you guys offer, where would they go? Yeah, it's getspiffy.com and then getspiffy.com slash franchise. Pretty simple. Thanks so much, Scott. I, I love what you guys are doing and I really look forward to following you. Thanks, Linda. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for inviting us today. Absolutely. So, folks, you know, when we're looking at business opportunities, um, you look at what what is needed out there. So you look at what is the service that you offer and what is uh, what would be the solution? What are the pain points out there? So I want to leave you with this quote, and it goes like this. The mantra for any business should be, Ease your customer's pain. And that is a quote by Hazel Edwards, and she is an Australian author. And this is what I've said all along, is that if a company is easing their customer's pain, that customer will be with you for a very long time. So I want to thank you, everybody, for being with me today on All Things Franchising, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. 
There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ShumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.